Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new episode of Project Tahiti. It's a magical place. I'm one of your hosts, Jess, and I'm joined by your other host, Jared. Hello. Hello. We're a little off on our schedule this week, but it's okay. Um, we're here, and we're going to get weird this episode. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> with comics it, connections. Yeah, it's it's a relatively like straightforward episode, but it introduces one of our favorite characters and yeah. her comic book differences can lead to a really great diversion and and just a bit of weirdness. And I'll post pictures to the account. And we get a promise of some General Talbot in the future, perhaps, which is going to be great. <laughs> I like. I, I yeah, that's that, that made me so happy. I know me too. I, I, while while the dialogue introducing him was happening i wasn't sure of who they were talking about and then it gets to it and i was like oh yes like, like i'm so glad it's him i know of course it's him it has to be him he's the best all right so this oh well before we get started we are a part of the but why though podcast community so be sure to check them out on twitter at but why though pc and their website but why though podcast.com we are super proud to be a part of their community this is season three, episode 11, titled Bouncing Back. And it's essentially like the first episode of the second half of the season. So it feels like a fresh start. So Bouncing Back is, a, is an apt title <laughs> based off of what they're bouncing back from. Everybody is bouncing back from something. Uh, this episode was written by Monica Uwusu Breen, directed by Ron Underwood, and originally aired March 8th, 2016. So the first scene that we get is three months from now, which I was really confused at first. I was like, okay, three months from now, like as in like we're starting three months from now. And then we went back to present time and I was like, wait, what? Like I thought there was going to be like a time jump, like from the last episode. I don't know. I was confused for like a good five minutes. I had to rewind and like rewatch this because I forgot what this was. <laughs> I felt like it was a bit odd as well. Like oddly placed. I feel like they should have said three months in the future or something. I don't know. This the the wording was very strange, especially coming from like obviously there's a time jump here. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> whatever. It's three months from quote now. They, whatever they that show means. Us a, they show us a preview from where it is and you know in, in the current present, but because we have no context because of what that is what it happens three months from now like it's it's i think it throws us and it's shocking it's it's something to get us like oh what like ready for the rest of the season like yeah, it's, but it's basically like this is going to happen in the season yeah. finale but it doesn't read that way i think on <laughs> necessarily on the first viewing no like i thought that okay now we're starting from a new timeline three months from now there's been a time jump right not realizing we were going to go back through the next three be like not three months from now then right after <laughs> yeah and the fact that it's like on the heels of a like mid-season finale it was just very confusing and i as as someone who is watching this to like rewatch and analyze i ha i was like i don't know what's happening i have to rewind <laughs> so i was taking notes and i was like wait this isn't right um anyway so three months from quote now whenever that is, uh, there is a Quinjet in space, which is the first time we've seen that. And there is blood floating around the cockpit. And then there's a floating crucifix necklace, necklace floating as well. And then we see like a shield logo on someone's arm and we don't know whose arm that is. I don't know. Now we're in Colombia to for now quote. <laughs> Sorry. 
I'm not being very clear. This is why we don't record in the afternoon. I am not on my game and I'm drinking uh, spiked uh, kombucha. So that should be fun. <laughs> uh, so we go to Colombia and the policia are attending to what looks like an alley fire, but it's a diversion. And someone is actually after all the guns that are in this van that the policia bring, which why would you bring a van with guns to the scene of a crime when you just bring people with guns? I was very confused by this. So anyway... A lot of weird stuff happens. Everybody's guns disappear that they're holding, and then they start getting shot at by some mysterious force, and then suddenly they look in the van, and all the guns that were in the van are gone. And then we go to another scene, and there is a hooded figure opening up the box of guns, and this person is wearing a crucifix around a crucifix around their neck. That's really hard for me to say. Crucifix around their neck. Necklace. <laughs> Okay. Please edit. <laughs> Please edit. You threw a necklace there that time. <laughs> Please edit that out. I'm being weird. Um, or don't. Whatever. Uh, so now we go to Rosalind's house, uh, which I should say the late Rosalind's house. And Coulson is staring at the bloodstain on the floor from where she bled out. And May is there with him. And they're meeting the president of the United States because this is a neutral location. I feel like that's weird. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, What? <laughs> it's the he- it's it's the home of the person who was just assassinated. Like they're bringing the president to somewhere that someone was assassinated by a sniper. How like, is it a that's neutral not a sec- location? And that's not a secure location either. Clearly, it's a scene of a crime. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. It, it's something. It's something that was supposed to be a secure location for a head of a of like a national uh, freaking like organization, a unit. <laughs> yeah, and, it, and it clearly was not because their blood is on the floor and they are dead. Oh my god! Yeah, and no, so- it's it, it's really weird. I, I totally <laughs> agree. Like just the fact, the whole vibe. It doesn't feel like it's not too much to swallow for willing suspension of disbelief, but it is weird. It's a weird it's, vibe. It is weird. I was like, that's not that's <laughs> not a good place to take the president of the United States. But okay, whatever, whatever you guys want to do, Secret Service. Anyway, um, so the president is basically like, you know. Uh, we need you guys to do something. Like, what are we supposed to do? And Colson's like, we are doing something. And the president's like, we want you to keep doing whatever you're doing, but S.H.I.E.L.D. doesn't exist and it can't exist. And so you're going to be operating under the face of the ATCU, but they will answer to S.H.I.E.L.D. So the ATCU is just the public face of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, meanwhile, Colson and team have the full discretion of the president to do whatever they need to do about the Inhumans. Um and Coulson's like, I want something in return. I want help with Malik. And the president's like, I can't help you. Like, he has his hand in, like, every government organization, like, around the world. Like, he's way too influential. And I can't do anything, but you can. Like, <laughs> so he's essentially being like, I can't help you, but Coulson, do whatever you need to do to, to handle this situation. Because I'm sure the president wants Malik handled as well. But very weird, backhanded political talk and in a in a weird non secure location. Oh, Shield, you're so weird. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, we go back to Colombia, and Joey and Daisy are looking for the person that's responsible for the strange incident with the guns, and a man called Colonel Ramon uh, from the Policia. He is an actor uh, on another show that I watch called Queen of the South, and he is a crazy motherfucker in that show, and I love him. When I saw him on here, I was like, oh my god. He's been in everything too. Um, he's one of those actor that's actors that's just in everything. Anyway, 
um, they figure out that there was a powered person involved. And so that's why S.H.I.E.L.D. is there to help. That's what they do. And so Daisy's like, yeah, that's why we're here. Um, Mac and Hunter are checking out the scene. And <laughs> Hunter is having this conversation about, like, you know, like, you're just, you know, chugging along one day. And all it takes is one fish taco. And poof, here you go. You have powers. And um, they were talking about how the people they interviewed said that whoever was attacking them was invisible. And Hunter's like, imagine the possibilities. And Mac is like, ew, like, you're gross. And Hunter's like, what? Like, you've never thought about it? I didn't. He's like, I, you know, I, tr I, I thought about it. I didn't try. And then <laughs> Mac insinuates that Hunter is jealous of powered people because uh, <laughs> he tried fish oil and he didn't turn. And then uh, Bobby chimes in. She's like, well, I thought about it, too. I mean, I didn't do it. And Mac is just like disgusted with them. And he's like, you guys deserve each other. You're so gross. <laughs> Like Mac, the guy who is like so anti-alien anything because of his experience in Puerto Rico is just like, nope, no thanks. Meanwhile, everyone else is like taking fish oil on the on the down low. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> he's like avoiding seafood restaurants like the plague. Um, and um, Mac finds these tracks in the road and then he's kind of following them down the road and he sees a woman with these scuffs on the toes of her boots. And this actress is Natalia Cordova Buckley. And she somehow grabs Mac's gun and she knocks him out and she puts him in the back of uh, the S.H.I.E.L.D. SUV and then he wakes up tied up in the bathroom. So she is clearly the powered person and she's super fast, whatever she does. Um. And the team finds security footage of the attack on Mac. And I forget who says it, but someone's like, how do you lose someone as big as Mac? Which is a very good point, but they, he is lost. And so they send the footage to Simmons um, to see if there's any uh, any clues that they can pick up when they, when they switch it to slow-mo. And um, Simmons is talking to to our, best, our bestie, Lincoln, because he's kind of an expert on inhuman biology, which I don't understand why he wasn't in the lab sooner at this point. Like from the very beginning, but whatever. Anyway, hey, if they're just sparing <laughs> us a little bit of language, <laughs> I guess it's true. You can't complain too much, right? We but be I was grateful. Like why? Why? Whatever. Anyway, I guess he's only been on <laughs> one mission aside from this because when it was with Agent May, she chose him to go. So maybe that's why he hasn't been in the lab this whole time. May was screwing it up to fuck with him. Anyway, um, he uh, presents to Simmons that the inhuman powers are not random, that um, they were given uh, to each inhuman at a time of evolutionary need, um, which is an interesting theory. And so Simmons is kind of like, oh, an actual intelligent design. That's kind of cool. Um, and I call bullshit on this because, of course, it's Lincoln. And then also it's just like, whatever. I mean, it's it's tv science so whatever well, it, it's, it's something that's supposed to be from the uh the comics like it's supposed to be oh. like the idea in in the way the inhumans were originally depicted as all being in one secret city in the city adalon the idea was uh sort of that you know they'd have a certain number of flyers and when somebody died you know then maybe the next time the kids underwent terogenesis when they were like teenagers that, that they get another flyer and they See, re that replace that that makes more sense when you explain it like that for him to just say like the world just doesn't evolve. Yeah, no, it, it has it, it, it has equilibrium in our species. But yeah. like if he said equilibrium in our society, that would make some level of sense. And I feel like they skip over the fact that the intelligent design isn't 
it is intelligent design because Cree manipulated yeah. their DNA, not yeah. because of anything that he just said. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I definitely picked up on that. And that's why I was like, I call bullshit. No, I, um, I feel like they, I feel like they worked backwards from that fact from the comics and from wanting to mention intelligent design yeah. because it is, and that it just didn't really work. I don't want to be too hard. We're being very critical of nitpicky this episode. I blame <laughs> the time and date that we're recording it. That's yeah. not a usual situation. But at the same and not as much the particular author. <laughs> but but I, I don't know. Like like these are these aren't things that ruin anything, but they're no. definitely things that I notice and you notice as well. Like, like, like they, they well, don't they, they undermine the qual the overall quality. And I feel like the fact that it's coming from Lincoln, which, okay, it makes sense. It makes complete sense for him to be the one to say this. But, like, I think it's okay. just because he said it, I'm bothered by it, and it can't be true. No, I think you're probably right that I can admit <laughs> that bias. Well, and, and, and with him, it's like, he probably is the only character that makes sense. Like, he's probably the only option. Yeah, he's, like, the say. expert on this, essentially. But you just want to be like, like, <laughs> like, shut up. I know. Well, because Lash killed all of his other friends, even though they were just pretending to be dead to get away from him. So he's the only one left. I don't know. <laughs> I know. After after they pretended to be dead, then Lash really killed him. It's really yeah, unfortunate. It's, how that re it's really bad. He led them <laughs> to, to them. Kept trying to get, to get in touch with them. Ugh, they're like, fuck. Press, press ignore. Um, <laughs> so, so Fitz is doing something that's like separate from what uh, Gemma and Lincoln are doing and Coulson comes and interrupts him he's like I need you in the hallway now and it's like very urgent and weird and Coulson wants to know what Fitz thinks about Lincoln and it's like a very weird conversation like Fitz essentially is like well you know he's like the expert on in human biology and blah 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 and you know he's fine and I guess so I guess he's okay and then he uh he expresses that, well, he doesn't express outright, but it's very obvious that he feels guilt over what happened with Will, even though it wasn't really Will anymore. Um, and Coulson uh, opens up a door in this brick wall and he reveals the uh, memory sheen. Oh my God, memory <laughs> machine. <laughs> I kind of feel like I should not delete any of this. <laughs> I've had coffee and I'm trying to down myself with some kombucha. So it's like really screwing up the way that I'm being able to talk here. I did the weirdest divergent like vision of, of a really, really high Charlie Sheen when he guilted Martin Sheen into being on anger management with them. And he was, keeps referring to his memory. Sheen. He's just like, what have I gotten myself into? I didn't want to take care of my son, but this is where he's an adult man. <laughs> like, oh my God. So the, the the good old memory machine from season one is back and it's hiding behind some panel in the wall, which is weird. Yes. Isn't this the one that, that Daisy unplugged or something? Yes. <laughs> and it just stopped working. No, May unplugged it. May unplugged it. Okay. Which is even oh. better. But Daisy just somehow naturally knows how to use it, even though she has never been trained on it. Because she is the tech with I don't any we're we're picking this apart. But anyway, <laughs> we, we were making it yeah. making it sound like we enjoyed this episode less than we did. I think 
this was an excellent episode. Yeah, I, no, this is a really good one. It introduced <laughs> one of our favorite characters. I think it did it pretty well. Mm-hmm. Oh, we're just being <laughs> un- very unforgiving. Yeah, we are. Um, so Coulson wants to get into someone's head about Malik, and we're not we don't know who that is yet. So to to be continued, um, to be determined, whatever. Um Oh, I put this like right now in the notes because this is in a different scene, but they want to put Von Strucker in the machine, which uh, he's a vegetable. And so kind of everyone has a problem with this because they don't really know what's going to happen. And Coulson admits, yes, I have a problem with this. I've been in this machine. And what does he say? I would rather be like, I'd rather have my hand cut off twice or something like that. Like, I think he might have said that. Something like that. I think that's what he said. But anyway, so it's like, okay, Coulson, you're going to subject this poor kid that was tortured to more torture just so you can get information. You are a very morally confused man. Well, as as we said (laughs) uh, a couple episodes ago after what happened to Roslyn, like he uh, he's I don't know if he's the most ruthless he's ever been, but but like it's as ruthless as we've ever seen well, and also, like, he killed Ward, so that's done. And it just shows, like, the spiral of revenge that he set on now because, like, Malik gave the order for Ward to kill Rosalind, you know? So now he has to go after Malik. So it's like... No, that's, that's true. And he's just going to be like, oh, no, I have to kill ever whoever else is yeah. Hydra because they were behind Malik. And no, you're absolutely right. He's He's gone through the re- re- the revenge hole. He's trying... has his own little uh, Frank Castle Punisher arc. Yeah. So he's getting his memory sheen to... to- <laughs> Out to where, to where to find oh, no, now, now I'm like thinking of Sheen like shine and that's not thinking of like of like you got the shine from the shining. It's like, like oh he's got a memory sheen. Oh my god. I'm gonna have to tweet that out when this God, what is wrong with me? I'm gonna have to make a gif of of from the shining. <laughs> Uh, so we go back to Columbia and Mac is still, you know, tied up in the bathroom and he sees, um, our Colombian friend talking to her male friend and they're speaking in Spanish and, um, he leaves and she comes into the bathroom and she starts asking Mac questions in Spanish and he's like, oh, sweet, you're back. And so he fucking kicks her down and like gets loose but she like fights back and he figures out that her powers allow her to go to and from the same spot like a yo-yo um and she gets him tied up and they're trying to talk to each other mac doesn't really know spanish and she doesn't really know english so they have no idea what they're saying so they're having this broken conversation about her powers and she says you know she thinks it from it's from god she says dios and um mac recognizes that word and he's like no not dios pescado is the culprit (laughs) and she's like pescado and um she's like oh like that's that could be true and she's kind of like talking to herself kind of to mac about like how these powers came but she thinks she still thinks that they were given to her by god and then daisy shows up and mac's like yeah it happened to a lot of other people including her and um they knock her they knock they knock this woman out and then hunter shows up and he starts making fun of mac for getting caught and he's tied up in in a chair and he's like i don't want to hear it <laughs> um and at hydra malik has been alerted to what's going on in columbia and he's like okay we'll handle this you know we need to get more inhumans because 
ward or what the creature, I don't know what they're calling him. He's weak and he needs inhumans. Um, and then someone comes up to Malik and says, Hey, he's been asking for you. And he says, he spoke. And so they, he goes into the room to speak with him and he says, I'm hungry, which is fucking terrifying. Cause he's like whispering and he just looks like a, like a, dead person like literally like a dead person talking which i guess he kind of is he's just looking more and more gaunt like his cheeks are getting sunken in and like but like also like expanding out from like his eye sockets like he just looks yeah he looks he's he's looking more and more like gaunt and grotesque every day yeah and i mean he doesn't look good at all he's like slumped over on the couch just like watching these screens and so they give him a bunch of raw meat and then, uh, which, ew, but also, uh, that's what he was doing, like, on this other planet, is eating people raw, like, to gain strength. Like, that's how he lives so long? That's gross. Anyway, that aside, uh, Iron Chef comes in, and he asks him if, is he, <laughs> if he's trying to regain strength. And he just ignores him, and he's like, you know, they've advanced, but they haven't changed. He's talking about humans. And um, he's like, I know you don't believe, but I'll, con- I'll, I'll get you to believe. And Iron Chef's just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> He's like, whatever I'm, I'm late for iron chef <laughs> i don't know what you're talking um back in columbia we find out uh they they put um i'm just gonna call her yo-yo because that's her name yo-yo they put yo-yo in the containment box uh when she was unconscious and they're doing some they're finding some intel on her and so they find out that she is like an administrator at a museum and now she's some kind of arms dealer, they're guessing, because she keeps stealing weapons, but she doesn't have anything on her record. She's clean. And then they find her cousin, who is the other guy that was in the apartment with her, and neither of them have criminal record. And then all of a sudden, Yo-Yo wakes up and she is mad. She's like running around the box and she's like, let me out. So Joey goes over to talk to her in Spanish and Mac is sitting there like preening because she's the one that's locked up now and not him. And Daisy's like, you're enjoying this too much. And he's like, yeah, maybe a little. <laughs> um, we go to the playground and Von Strucker is in the memory sheen and he is stuck in his trauma. <laughs> he's like stuck in that moment where he was being tortured and stabbed and <laughs> Colson gets this great idea that Lincoln can just zap his brain and it'll help get him out of this trauma loop. And Lincoln is very uncomfortable with this. And so yeah, Lincoln, he does it anyway. <laughs> this is this is probably the first time I've ever agreed with Lincoln. Right. Where I, where I was like, you yeah, know, he seems right when he's like, I don't know that I should be doing this. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, like, he went to med school. Clearly, he knows that, like, we know very little about the human brain. And Gemma's kind of like, mm, I don't know if that's a good idea because we don't know enough about the human brain. But Colson's Coulson is- like, I'm pretty sure I know. But if you just <laughs> jumpstart it like a car, it'll work. It'll be fine. <laughs> I guess it's like electroshock therapy for, like, depressed people. But I don't think they use that for people with PTSD going through, like, a PTSD episode, unless I'm mistaken. But anyway whatever um it works because of course it does because <laughs> they, they need it to <laughs> yeah and he starts talking about how like he had nowhere to turn um so, and his dad told him only talk to malik as a last resort uh and i don't know why i wrote this in the notes i said we know huh and i don't oh <laughs> okay now i remember why i wrote that so colson's like now we know how to get to him but i was like wait how do we know how to get to him because they didn't i guess they just didn't show it to us but maybe he saw something that we didn't because he gets he gets there eventually so i was like wait how do we don't know anything 
but whatever. <laughs> it was back in Colombia. Joey is trying to explain to Yo-Yo what's going on, um, and she's explaining again how she sees her powers as a gift to do something about the injustice in her country. And she steals the weapons to destroy them because the only way that um, the government has power over its people to arrest them and torture them is because they have guns and everybody else doesn't. But now she has powers, and so she is the one who is in control and can be powerful. The policia. Um, and Bobby calls um, and uh, from the the bridge where her cousin is throwing guns into the river and confirms her story. And so, you know, she's telling the truth. Um, and the colonel shows up on the bridge and he has an inhuman with him. And Bobby kind of pretends like, hey, we got this handled. And he's like, you really think I'm just going to walk away? And the dude flips his glasses up and he turns everybody into stone or he just like freezes them. I don't really know what to call it because they look gray like stone. Um so they kill the cousin and they take Bobby and Hunter with them. Um, and the rest of the team goes to where Bobby and Hunter were last, I don't know, pinged. And they find the cousin dead and they bring him back to the Zephyr. And Max suspects that they have an inhuman with the police, obviously, because the cousin doesn't look like a normal dead person. He looks frozen. Um, so Mac, in a moment of compassion, opens up the module so that Yo-Yo can go see her cousin. And she just, it's, she has this look on her face, like she's clearly seen death. And this is something that she's kind of been prepared for for a long time, but it's still really painful, obviously. But just like the situation that she's in, like in this, you know, fighting injustice, it's like she's been prepared for this and it sucks. <laughs> like she just resigned that this was something that could could happen at some point and probably was going to happen. Um, and Bobby and Hunter wake up on the floor of the police station and the colonel and the inhuman return and um, they want to know what's going on. They want to know why they're really there and they freeze Hunter again and they're like, all right, if you really care about his well-being, you're going to give us some answers to Bobby. <laughs> um. We find out that Mac is religious in this next scene. So they're on the Zephyr and Mac starts talking to, to Yo-Yo. And he's like, you know, I, I know a lot, not a lot of people know this about me, but I too have faith. And he is starting to sus subscribe to this idea that God could be responsible for these gifts. So he's kind of like taking what Lincoln said earlier in the episode, but making it a little bit different. Um, and they realize, you know, they're all on the same side. And they all are fighting against injustice and they're all trying to do the same thing. Um, and Daisy asks Yo-Yo um, how her powers work. And she says that they're connected to her pulse and she can go as far as she can go in one heartbeat and back. Um, so they're going to go, they're all going to go to the, to the station to get Bobby and Hunter and Yo-Yo is going to help. Um, so they walk into the station and Daisy asks Joey to take care of all the guns. So that means they're all going to get melted. <laughs> and um, she announces her presence by shaking. And Bobby's like, oh, you should probably run to the colonel. Um, and the inhuman dude is there. And so he's like wandering around looking for people to freeze or whatever. And Yo-Yo um, uh, ties everybody up and takes away their guns. And she's very convenient to have around, Daisy is realizing. She's like, oh, you're great. You can come with us anywhere. And uh, the Inhuman gets to Yo-Yo. Her name is Elena. I think they call her by Elena in this, in this scene. Um, 
and she gets knocked down like mid mid run, <laughs> which like bounces her back into the wall. But Joey melts the guy's glasses into his face and then Daisy takes him out, which, oh, my God, that's really awful and terrible. But, hey, you kind of deserve it. It stopped them from doing his, his uh, Medusa Gorgon thing and freezing. Yeah. <laughs> Medusa. There we go. <laughs> um, And. We go to a scene somewhere. It's like a, an antique shop somewhere. And Coulson goes up to the man who led Von Strucker to Malik. And he says the, the password. And it's just a room with a phone. And he picks up the phone. And he puts a tracer on it before he calls. And Malik answers. And Coulson introduces himself. And he's like, I fucking hate you. Like, we're coming <laughs> after you. And Malik is very unconcerned. He's like, <laughs> he's he's like... Uh, Colson's like I'm tracing this phone call to everywhere that is connected to this line we're taking you down and Malik's like I am unconcerned <laughs> like because he has the ace in the hole I don't know if that's the term I really want to use but ace up his sleeve I think that's what I wanted <laughs> with Ward like if he's able to regenerate the, the creature like he has the upper hand obviously I guess I don't know that's why he's very confident um we go back to Columbia and they're walking with the inhuman policia and Hydra shows up and busts through the ceiling and just like drops down a net and takes the guy away, but doesn't take anybody else. Daisy's standing there and Yo-Yo, neither, neither of them are taken. So I thought that was really strange. Like if you're going to go, you, you were very specifically targeting one person here. Um, and I guess he's incapacitated, like whatever. I don't know. I thought that was a this episode no, it, has weird elements this to felt, it. This felt conspicuous. I feel like I don't know. I'm hesitant to, <laughs> to be super critical because we have been so I much. Know. Well, but and this, it, this it, moment does feel conspicuous. That it's bit, weird, right? They single him out. Um, and it's weird because it reminds me of those like toy grabbing things where with the claw, <laughs> it just like went down and grabbed him and then pulled him out. The, and like the, the, the reach. <laughs> yeah. Like, and it was so happened so fast and everyone's like, what was that? And they're just like, Oh, Hydra took him. Like they knew it was Hydra. Of course it's Hydra. Like, it was just weird. It was a really strange scene. <laughs> um, so on the Zephyr, Joey is trying to convince Elena to come with them. He's like, you could do a lot of good. And she's like, I can do good here in Colombia. I'm Colombian first. Like, I'm going to stay. And, um, you know, Daisy is kind of talking with Mac. And she's like, you know, maybe it would be better if we all stay spread out. Because we're if we're all in one place, like, and someone comes for us, they could get us all in one go. Um, and so they give her an, uh, an Apple Watch and are like, okay, if you need help, or if we need you, we'll call you. <laughs> and she's like, okay, cool. I don't know why they couldn't have just given her a phone, but whatever. Um, uh, and her and Mac obviously have a new, um, newfound friendship going on here. Like they have an understanding because of their faith. And also just they've been through some interesting circumstances together <laughs> over the past few days. Um, and Daisy suggests that um, Joey could possibly go home for Sunday dinner too. Like he doesn't always have to stay on the base. And so she's kind of giving her team the option to be like have their lives again and not just be tied to shield, which is kind of nice. Like, you know, good job team leader, Daisy, giving your team some work life balance. Like shield could use more of that. <laughs> um, and Simmons goes to Fitz in the lab, speaking of work-life balance. Um, and she's like, I miss you. And Fitz obviously feels very guilty. And she's like, look, I don't know what's going on, but like you didn't kill 
will like he wasn't will anymore like it's fine like i get that can we just start over and so she's like you know okay hi i'm Gemma simmons and he's like hi i'm leopold fitz and they you know talk about their fields and it's cute (laughs) it's a cute moment so maybe we can actually get past things and make out okay And Lincoln goes to Daisy in the locker room, which another thing to pick apart here. I don't understand why they have lockers when they live on the base. Like, why don't they just keep their stuff in the room? Whatever. (laughs) That that has bothered me for a long time. And I finally remembered to write it down to ask it. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. Because it's like in, say, you're on a military base and you're living in the barracks. Or if you're on a submarine and you're in that sort of situation, then you have a footlocker in your quarters that you put all that stuff in, you don't have a locker. Like, Oh, let me, I'm going to wake up and get ready for work in Take my a, purse in a room in <laughs> where I work and then go walk a few feet to go change and shower there or whatever. Like, like why? It's weird. No, it's super. It. Good point. I just, it just dawned on me. I'm like, why do they have this those? one? We can't lay at the feet of this particular episode's author, but just oh, it's another, <laughs> it's, a, it's another hit against it. Sorry. Episode yeah, cause, Cause it's something that's been around for a long time. Maybe it's just this base. They weren't meant to live there. That's I'm going to say that's what it is. <laughs> anyway. Yo, that makes sense. Cause they are in, like, like in hiding. Yeah. You know, you know this that. is, this is an old, um, works. S, uh, what is it? SSR base? SSR. What is it? S science. <laughs> wow. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about, right? I do. So, okay. Are you not? Why don't you help me? Struggle <laughs> 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 over here, myself. SSR, right? S. I believe that's correct. SSR. I know what you're talking science about. Science something something. Sci- yeah, yeah, yeah. Scientific scientific reserve. There we go. Thank you. SSR. Wow. This is why we don't record in the afternoon. Anyway. It's a lot, it's a lot more fun not, not, not helping. <laughs> You're just listening to me struggle. So well, it's like you, you got it right the first time. Yeah, but I was like second guessing myself and you're just like letting me second guess myself. <laughs> you're like, I don't know. I'm not going to say anything. <laughs> Oh, we're oh both we're both tired. We it's been a week and it's only Tuesday. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, so Daisy's like, "Hey Lincoln, we're in the locker room. Let's talk." And she's like giving him the option to go home too if he wants to. Which where would he go? Like he has no home. Like afterlife is gone. He has no home. All his friends are dead. But whatever. But he suddenly doesn't want to. Now he's all about like staying with Daisy and like staying in her room. And- yeah. When like two episodes ago, she's like, hey, stay in my room. He's like, I don't know. I'm <laughs> uncomfortable with girls. <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, now that he, maybe now that he works in the lab, he feels more comfortable because he doesn't have to go out and kill people because obviously he's very uncomfortable with killing people, even though he almost killed someone by zapping their brain in a memory sheen. But whatever. Um <laughs> He makes no sense. I hate him. I wish we had a unique episode title. (laughs) This one would definitely be be, be Memory Sheen. (laughs) Memory Sheen makes another appearance. Um, Coulson and May are in his office, I think. I didn't write down the location. Anyway, they're somewhere having a drink, and Coulson has a new hand, and it looks like an actual human hand. It's not black. And um, he's very traumatized by what happened on the planet, and he's just like, "I I don't know what happened. And May's like, I know what happened on that planet. You joined the cavalry, which, oh, damn. <laughs> like, he did what he had to do. That's true. 
Um, although, although to be fair, I don't think she does know because the cavalry was not the same thing. No, the cavalry was <laughs> that was I'm not revenge fueled. Yeah, it had to be done. It was completely emo. It, it was you had to be emotionless because you're killing a child. It was out of their own control. Yeah, yeah. Like this was just purely like. I'm so mad at you, Ward. <laughs> I'm gonna yeah. be so. I'm gonna be extra cruel. That I'm gonna crush sound. <laughs> oh God, crush. Oh your yeah. Chest. Like it's oh. funny because like what she says, I think has the right severity, but she, I don't think she does really know. I don't think maybe he didn't tell her the whole truth. Oh no. It sounds like he just <laughs> says he killed him, and it was weighing heavy on him. Like like that's what it's not. Not, like, like like he killed him in the, in the line of duty. Not like. Like Fitz was calling me in. He was totally on the ropes. There was no way he was going to make it in time. And I just crushed him. I crushed his ribs for fun. <laughs> I heard a crunch. And he was great. awake and staring at me while it happened. He was looking at me <laughs> like, he was looking at me like, I'm the Hydra Jesus. And I'm like, I don't know what that means, <laughs> but this is fun. <laughs> I just, it, was, it was a twisted moment. I really like, want you to draw <laughs> Ward like on the cross with like a crown of thorns, but with the Hydra face on. <laughs> That's a little sacrilegious, but it still makes me laugh. Hey man, the C- series uh, premiere of Smallville had Tom Welling uh, stripped to his like uh, shirt, I think bare chested and like ripped jeans or something tied to a scarecrow post, which means crucified with yeah. a giant s i remember like that red painted yeah. on him like it, so like i feel like that would not be that sacrilegious <laughs> and that was like a long time ago too where that was probably even more frowned upon i would now. think it would be worse in like 2001 <laughs> or 2002 or whatever like the yeah. people would be like hey dude God damn Jesus. that was almost 20 years ago it's crazy oh my god i'm pretty sure he's gonna be in a new season of the DC shows, like maybe playing like an older Superman and something. I think I read. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because they're doing this big like crisis on Infinite Earth story with all these different versions of everything interacting. And I know Brandon Ruth, who is the movie Superman and Superman Returns before he is now the Adam on one of their shows. Mm-hmm. He's going to play a version of Superman as well, which is kind of cool. And like a that's bunch of cool. people who've done different TV shows and movies. Uh, one of them. They're going to do a Batman Beyond with Kevin Conroy, uh, the voice of Batman from the cartoons. Yeah. It's pretty that's, cool. That's cool. That's like having um, what's his name that was Apollo in Battlestar be another yes! character on Battlestar. Yes. So, this is a Battlestar pod again. <laughs> that's, that's right. We're going we're to include it every week. You thought we were kidding. We're not. No. Uh, we're not. I, I think we skipped two last episodes. week. Yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll have two episodes, I think, between it. Yeah, maybe. But who cares? Either way. We'll, we'll be sure to bi-monthly you know, Battlestar podcast. That's exactly right. Um, there's still more to this episode, let me, so let me finish. It's like <laughs> literally two sentences. So we go back to Hydra, and Malik is 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 standing there staring at this thing that is Ward, but it's not Ward. And Ward's like, "I know you that you're unsure. So let me let me get him to believe, and then I'll get you to believe." And then we just get this this camera shot, like right his he reaches his hand out like to the camera as if he's we are iron chef and his hand turns into like sand and is like going at his face. And we, that's all we see. (laughs) It's like it disintegrates and turns into tendrils, but also like sand. Like they're like made of like, it reminds me of the mummy. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, I mean, 
a lot does, but but this is, I think, very accurate. Like, like, it like, always is. The special but, effects uh, kind of remind me of the mummy, but also the situation kind of reminds me of the mummy. With the sand stuff and, <laughs> yeah. and, and like the you will feel my power sort of like boasting yeah. is very And he's going to like consume his, I don't know, soul, body, mind, who knows what he's going to do. He's going to do something. From what we've been told from Malik, he's an army of inhumans, right? Isn't that what Malik yeah. said? So yeah. we know that the guy they just uh, recruited with his, they're going to have to remove glasses from his face. Oh, God. And, uh, and, and our uh, Guerra, I think might be Iron Chef's name. Uh, I'm probably butchering how to pronounce that, but the, the, it means war. He's the god of war, I think, yeah. <laughs> or something. But the, but the, the two of them might be the first, I guess, of this new inhuman army of, uh, of, again, it's just so fucked up that this guy's got Ward's face. Like, yeah. So gross. So gross. Um, the very the very last scene, real quick, is like our favorite person oh, yes, to yes, reintroduce. Yes. <laughs> so the president wants to make a very specific person the head of the ATCU. And he's like, this person is great. You already have a relationship with him. You've, You've worked, worked with, with him, him before. He's like, I wouldn't call- say I've worked with him. <laughs> yeah. And it's General Talbot or Brigadier General Talbot. And Colson's just like, oh, man. <laughs> like, but and I the can't picture wait. of him with his military, with like his, like his harsh undercut, like his very Terry, yeah. <laughs> a style haircut like like he just looks so much like he wants to punch Coles in the face like he's just I gonna know. say something preposterous as we've discussed many times before <laughs> he's just gonna shout out something insane or Makes harass his like female employees like that oh my god that scene i will never get over that scene so um i guess we'll do should we do spoiler sections now so that yeah. way yeah, you were I free. Well, I won't get go too far into Yo-Yo's future, but I'll, I'll touch on it a little bit. So Yo-Yo is our comic character who's been introduced who's going to become a cast member, which is really cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, Elena is not Elena Rodriguez. She's just Yo-Yo Rodriguez in the comic. Oh, She's never been given okay. uh, a proper name or a, a real name, you'd think. You'd think Yo-Yo's probably a nickname for her in, in the comics as well, but we never find out uh, what else... <laughs> that's pretty on par for uh treatment of women in color in comics <laughs> it is it gets worse too because she's dead oh, at this no. point i wish she wasn't she's also been changed significantly i mean she's not inhuman in the comics for one she is as daisy was originally a mutate which is in the marvel comics universe someone who has powers without having been born with them or gotten them in a very specific way a uh, mutate yeah a mutate be a mutated <laughs> human incredible okay. hulk um uh spider-man um captain america all those guys are mutates so is yo-yo yo-yo is also the daughter of a mutate sometimes the (laughs) the the child of someone like this like the fantastic four sometimes they get their powers and they actually are a mutant capital m mutant like the x-men which isn't the same word as it is here <laughs> in our world where it means you, you know, like we have real mutants people with extra uh you know appendages or or digits like are born and they're mutants they have a mutated gene uh in marvel universe it's the same way but specifically capital m mutants are people with the x gene it's one specific gene that when activated could make you have a laser vision or <laughs> the power to control weather <laughs> all right <laughs> right right it makes no sense but whatever, we'll deal with it. Like it's it's what it is. And in sometimes in comics, their children are mutants. Sometimes they're also mutates. They just have mutated genetic structure, and it's not the same. In the case of Yo Yo, 
she is super fast. Her powers also work very differently. Instead of uh, being able to go as far as she can in pulse, she can go way farther, like insane, way, way, way farther than that. Very, very, very quickly. Um, but she always snaps back in the same place. And it feels like our yo-yo has the same power on the show, but I don't, they didn't just, just describe it that way this time. But that's like what makes her different from other super speedsters. Yeah. Like Quicksilver can run in a crazy zigzag and stop. And if she stops, she will immediately go backward through the same path she just went. Right, right. Which is kind like of, a yo-yo. Yeah, <laughs> it, exactly. It's a cool twist. And also, it's also, it is like a yo-yo. And so her superhero <laughs> name is Slingshot. <laughs> 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 because in the comics, her real name is Yo-Yo, not Elena. Wait, what the fuck? <laughs> I, I, I'm telling you, I wish I was making it up. <laughs> uh, like in the who comics, who created her? <laughs> uh, Brian Bendis. Oh my goodness. Who I, I've talked about him a lot. I I think he's well intentioned, and it gets worse and worse as a writer as he goes. <laughs> yeah, I think he had a lot of good stuff to, a long time ago, and I still think he puts out good stuff, but just not. Not My as. jaw is like hanging open right now because that is so ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, there are all like people who are children or grandchildren or relatives of superhumans who are not mutants and who are not inhumans and who are not this and that. They're very specifically supposed to be unique and outliers, sort of. I mean, they made Daisy uh, inhumans because they were pushing inhumans. Yeah. Uh, but with in the case of Yo-Yo in the comics, they never did. I don't think. Uh, from what I can tell, they, they, they've. And I have read most of her appearances, if not all. They've never retconned her. Instead, when they did the most recent Secret Warriors attempt where it became an Inhumans-centered comic book, they killed her off in the first issue. So, because <sighs> she's not she'll be, Maybe she'll come back as Elena <laughs> instead of Yo-Yo. <laughs> Man, I would love for her to come back. Either, either a version that is more like the character in the show. Because, I mean, you could literally adapt the character from the show and it wouldn't impede it wouldn't overlap that much yeah with other than rodriguez and super speed i mean uh this character literally is from uh puerto rico okay. uh not colombia she's from san juan her mother lives there and she's from there uh so here's where we get the part that is my favorite part just like daisy like i said she was very similar to daisy origin wise just like daisy having a super villain like mr hyde as her father and uh this is something that bugs me because the way Marvel has their tight, their their sliding time scale, like they'll never let Spider Man get to be over twenty eight years old. They've decided yeah. he's never going to be a thirty year old, and twenty nine is too close. So, <laughs> uh, so it can't be more than thirteen years since the classic Silver Age Marvel comics started. Since X Men, um, Iron Man, Spider Man, and Fantastic Four all came around, they all came around twelve or thirteen years ago in their mm -hmm. timeline. Always. But they also want to have characters have kids and progress in age and whatnot. So there's your two villains, Mr. Hyde and this character called the Griffin, I'm going to talk about in a second. And they're introduced after these characters are established. So the fact okay. that they have children who are adults who inherited powers from them makes absolutely no sense because their origins take place in less than 12 years ago. So yeah. it's something that just, it's a, it, it's cognitive dissonance. They try to explain it away with Daisy being that, that Mr. Hyde experimented on himself a long time before he ever became his costume villain. It makes no sense. It's, it's unreconcilable. It's irreconcilable yeah. for uh, the comic book version of Yo-Yo. Yo-Yo's dad is a character named Johnny Horton. All right. 
Okay. Uh, <laughs> Johnny Horton is um gonna pull up a file on him. Uh, he's a villain who was like all these other guys um, mutate, mutated, and he was a small time criminal, like a, just a regular uh, thug, uh, thug. He robbed people at gunpoint. Uh, worked for different people who were much bigger than him. Worked for mobsters and whatnot, and just was not a smart man, not an ambitious guy. And he ended up. Uh, being hired to work and eventually captured and experimented on by a group called the Secret Empire. They have a lot to do with tons of stuff. They're mostly like big time um, Captain America villains in the long run. Right. But uh, he actually fought, I think, maybe Angel first? He, he fought somebody else. He was adventures in his first appearance. Uh, and let's see. He fought, oh, the Beast from the X-Men. Uh, and I think he, he fought him in a solo adventure. And Angel and Patsy Walker, love oh. uh, Trish from, <laughs> from Alias, were supporting characters in it. But he was experimented on and turned into a giant, sometimes humanoid, most of the time very like much like a traditional griffin. He's this red, scaly monster with kind of like cloven lion-esque like feet uh got big lion paws a giant lion face and crazy like huge eagle wings and a long tail and uh huh and 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 (laughs) at some point in this form he slept with yo-yo's mom (laughs) with with some puerto rican woman in san juan oh my god that's where yo-yo came from in the comic books so her dad's a oh, a griffin white man. Yeah, he's a white dude named na- whose code name is as imaginative as you'd imagine <laughs> yeah. a real life mediocre white man <laughs> might be. <laughs> it is. I am the griffin. You can tell that because I look like a griffin. I'm going to show you a picture right now so that people can hear your reaction. And then, uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, this is one where Namor the Submariner tamed him when he became more like animalistic and oh. eventually he like rode him around a little bit. Oh my God. Uh, I like his like spiky headband thing. Yeah. Like his like collar. <laughs> he's got, he's got like a, a collar, like just around his head band <laughs> and like gloves that are studded uh, with spikes. Wow. Yo, yo, your dad is something else. <laughs> right? Alone against the savagery of the Griffin. like i don't know what they were what bendis was thinking in doing that and making her (laughs) like like like, i I, while i kind of hate the traditional like like uh, i'm trying to think of examples because for the most part these characters don't have kids but it's like something like uh, black lightning you know both of his kids in in the comics and in the show have the same basic powers as him Mm -hmm. One is slightly different, like she becomes made of lightning, and one is fairly different, where it's like she doesn't actually, she's just lightning proof, but she has like different mass and whatnot. And when she stomps, it like causes uh, gravity to like uh, give it extra force and power. And like she, she, she's like got like vibrational and earthquake like powers more. It has to do with her, her controlling her mass and what density or something. And it's cool, it's more creative. And, and that's the kind of stuff I usually appreciate. However, like, because I don't think it should just be the copy of the parents' power. It's more interesting to me if it's something 
different and it could be related or it could be totally different. Yeah. But giant, crazy, mutated man <laughs> monster to I'm super fast and I snap back where I started. Like, that, what the <laughs> fuck? Like, like, it makes no sense. It makes no sense. Like, he should have been super strong or super fast or super smart. Any of those things would have made so much more sense. Or she literally. should have been, like, had wings or, like, yeah. a mane or something. Or a tail or <laughs> been some sort of, you know, cryptid human. Chimera like, type. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to mention that's a little bit of a spoiler is uh, – a big part of her arc on the show, although I think she's absolutely de- well-defined on her own, is her romantic entanglement with our like guy we love, Mac. Yeah. Uh, I think the fact that, and it's a well-done a relationship, it has ups and downs, neither of them are defined by it, uh, which I think, as much as we like Fitz and Simmons, I don't know that we can really say that. <laughs> the two, for the two. I kind of agree with you. <laughs> but like... Uh, in, in similarly, she had a sort of a sort of a relationship with a character named Jerry Sledge, who's another child of a supervillain. Because <laughs> the way they, they try to explain that one too, where like he got his powers later on by touching his dad. <laughs> which oh, okay. Whoo! Yeah, I don't even need to get into it. Communicable uh, superpowers, yeah. great. But he, he's um, the absorbing man who has a, a wrecking ball like attack attached to a. Oh wait, what's chain. his name? In- Crusher Creel. And yeah. He's in the show. In the <laughs> yeah. show. Uh, he is the love interest for, for uh, Yo-Yo in the comics' dad. And he, unfortunately, I believe he was conceived with sexual violence in Aww. the comics because of course. Again, Bendis is gross uh, a lot of the time. Uh, and just the tropes that old white dudes employ in these comics are yeah. tired and gross and unnecessary but um he is basically a good a good-hearted giant of a man like he's a giant bald buff dude who's just like really really stalwart like like really really uh, very very dependable and kind-hearted and good and it reminds me in that sense mm-hmm. as, as being sort of similar to mac and that they did give her that as like a type like a, like a kind-hearted uh, good big and bald yeah, a hunky, <laughs> hunky ball dude who is like like tries to stand up for what's right. Like, like, like Jerry is not, I think, as smart as Mac, but he's not like particularly dumb. It's just I think that Mac, it's not something he wears on his sleeve. He's not like a Bruce Banner or like like a Tony Stark type character who like it's all about being smart. But he is an engineer and he's like a problem solver. And it's yeah. one of the reasons why he's a good, good leader is because he does like think several steps ahead. I think too, and like yeah. and he. He gets a read on people. He has different kinds of intelligences. Out of those guys, although he does have some, he literally has mechanical intelligences as well. Yeah. But I think that like his emotional intelligence. Is yes, very, that's really where his yeah. strength and make him like a like a Captain America type. More yeah, of those guys. But and but he's uh, a good director as well. Absolutely. But I, I think that this love interest character is not uh, Jerry Sledge is not as a. Uh, as as much a uh, smart guy, even though I don't think he's dumb, he's not. But but he just doesn't ever like really have anything more. I think than like just being like a good-hearted character in his short run. He's like he's like he, I think tries to teach Elena to drive at one point. Or not Elena, Yo-Yo in the comic, <laughs> and he takes her back to meet her mom after, uh, like, or to re-meet her mom after she had her arms replaced because she like didn't feel like herself anymore. And, yeah, well, and. Yeah. and uh, yeah, no, and and like there was like really touching stuff between them as friends, and the sort of like grow, growing a romance. I think before he died, 
and then eventually she did too. They better not mirror that in the show. I'll be very unhappy. No, if both of those characters <laughs> die in the show, I'd be devastated. Oh. But so those are our only comic stuff. There was a hint where they talked about government watchdogs and the president was talking at the very beginning when the president met at an unsecure location because they'd never <laughs> suspect that. <laughs> the last thing they think. I think that, that has, that's the only defensible explanation, and it's not. It makes no sense. It's, it's so like dumb. a 13-year-old came up with that part. But uh, it's because they had the set. Yep. <laughs> like, they had the to use order. it. Like, like, they, didn't have, they didn't have the money to make a new set. Like, we... Can't, we can make we can make what looks good as a White House on a phone call, on a video phone call. We can't make a whole white set, so this is what we're doing. We, also, uh, we had to have Coulson staring sadly at the blood stain on the carpet that they would have washed out <laughs> by now. Could you imagine, like, if it just had him like tripping balls, like, like if they did have him in the Oval Office, he's, like, <laughs> he's blood like hallucinating, stain, and everyone's like, "What? Are, what are you looking at?" And, like, back up and back down it's gone <laughs> like, it's like the shining where the elevator door opens and it's just i believe <laughs> i believe that's uh, the memory sheen is what you're saying. memory sheen <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but there's a moment that i'm gonna uh i don't think it'll be covered next week i think it'll be the week after uh in a comics section there's there was i think a foreshadowing hint when he mentioned government watchdogs because there's a comic yeah. book group that will appear on the show to be continued on that one. And I can't um, wait to share these pictures with because <laughs> it's oh so fucking insane. Why is there a picture of Spider-Man's face on the name? Oh, that's cover? from like uh from non newsstand places, like like uh some of the places they'd have barcodes there yeah. and some of them they'd be on the back or whatever. So on those they'd they change at different points. Like sometimes there's anniversaries. Like I think that was maybe three. So it would have been Spider-Man's 30th anniversary. Mm-hmm. And uh, like they had stuff like that. So it would be Captain Cap America's face would be up there. Oh, okay. Once in a while. Like in like, in, I think 91 because it was his 50th anniversary. It had his face. Oh, very nice. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> I've always no, no, it does that, look really, and it does, I don't know why I never look, asked. <laughs> it does look really random right there. Like, I, like so much of that stuff is, are questions that I asked when I was eight because I was reading comic books every week. Yeah. You know, but, 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 but I don't take it for granted that, like, like it's still to this day, there's people who I see. Like, wait, recently there was a little like, what's your first comic? Uh, or what's the comic book that came out uh, on your birth month? You know, and it could be a mm-hmm. Superman book or an X Men book or whatever. And people would go by the cover date, but it's like comics have never been the cover date. That's when you take take the comic off it's three months later so it's like like, (laughs) i I could put the one that says september or whatever but that's not really the one that's right the one that's actually (laughs) is 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 a whatever july or june no 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 no, no, the september one the one that says it would be the uh december uh the one that says december would be the one that oh that's right. that's right that's Cause, right because the they stay yeah. on they stay on the news stands on the comic shelves for three right months and right pull them off that makes sense Alrighty. um and with that i think we're gonna end here because everything else we could talk about is we're gonna be able to talk about like next episode yeah i feel like <laughs> so. I, like that's a problem a little bit with this season but it's not a real problem but it is just like everything's building in such a way yeah. where it's like 
it'll, I feel like for a little while, extensive spoiler sections will be every other episode. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. There was a lot of nitpicking this episode to make to make up for that. So hopefully- that's right. And and we did we we uh, squoze in squeezed in a Battlestar reference. <laughs> Hey, if it's frozen, oh, right? It should be squozen. <laughs> oh my god! I really wish we did unique episode titles. Squozen. Uh, mem- Slash memory uh, chain. Memory chain. I couldn't even remember what I said. <laughs> All oh, right, I, we're- <laughs> I almost forgot earlier. I was trying to reference it like halfway through saying it. Sorry. Uh, where can people find you on the internet? <laughs> People can't find me at Eyes Know Nothing. I every time I say that, it's hard to say. But <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, and you can find me at Space Jess with S's and the Jess. You can find the podcast on Twitter at Project Tahiti. You can send us an email at projecttahitipod at gmail You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and if you are a browser listener, Podbean or butwhythopodcast.com. Thank you. And, oh, I was going to say, people can also listen to you talk. Oh, thank you. God, <laughs> I need to put this in the notes. Um, uh, you can listen to me talk about Star Wars, scream, or, sc- God, I fucked this up. Scream <laughs> about Star Wars and put my fist through things on Lousy Beautiful the podcast. Uh, follow us on Twitter at LBT Pod. Uh, or no, at LBT. Wait, LBT Pod? Right? I don't know. I'm Just sure go listen to Lousy Beautiful Town. <laughs> I, th- I think that's right. But if you like I Star Wars sure. and screaming, go listen to it. Thank you all so much for listening to Project Haiti. <laughs> <laughs> it's a magical place. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs>